What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Matt Brill, here to tell you guys about my friends from Big Friendly Productions. Now, they specialize in creating merchandise for bands, artists, and even lifestyle brands. With their in-house equipment, they can provide shirts, branded hats, and more, as well as some graphic design services. They offer order fulfillment to handle your online orders and ship your merch straight to your fans from their shop. Down in good old Birmingham, Alabama, baby. Now, whether you are getting your first shirt, you're just starting out, or you're going on a 40 show run, hit them up for all your merchandising needs. Check out their website, bigfriendlyproductions.com, or shoot them an email, merchandising at bigfriendlyproductions.com. Now, we're going to get into the episode. This is Outside the Round with Matt Brill. Also, make sure you guys like, rate, subscribe, tell your mama and them. And for more details and uh, to get in touch with the rest of the familia, visit raiserowdy.com. Now, let's get into it. Outside the Round with me, Matt Brill, a Raise Rowdy podcast. This is Outside the Round with Matt Burrill, a Rage Rowdy podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Outside the Round. Uh, Today, a very special episode, round two of having this guy on. You know I love my guys and girls from the great state of Alabama, and I have for a very long time, and me and this guy right here, his name is Elijah, and... We had him on actually almost three years ago to the day. Yeah. And my God, the stuff that has happened in the past few years, I'm not on the road anymore. Right. You're doing different things from what you were doing. Like it's dude, it's great to fucking have you, man. I mean, dude, it's, we haven't actually hung out. I know. Remember when we used to play kickball and shit? Yeah. And then we'd be hanging out at the, at the, the, the Bama house of Trey Lewis, Ella Langley, Mitch Wallace (laughs) and Clay Barker or going to Alex Maxwell's or the house when it was you, Brian and Wells, which how funny is it? You guys used to live like right here. Yeah. Well, I'd live like probably like 10th of a mile down the road. Oh, so you're still in, are you still in that house? No, no, no. I'm saying I used to, that that house was like a tenth of a mile down the road. Yeah, because no, it, I'm over in Upper Mills now. Oh, nice. So it's funny. I actually I live out here in Hermitage too, and it's, yeah. I remember during COVID driving out to y'all's crib. Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. when you yeah. when it, it was a fun time because Wales and he still does a lot of folks' videos, and Wales yeah. Hill Media does a great job. Good uh, supporter of the program. We love you, Wales. Um, but all the release parties back in the day of Dude. like, you'd have a song coming out or Chambers would have a song coming yeah. out or Brian would have a song coming out. The whole Muscadine burning at both ends record coming out. Oh. Like there were so many good nights Dude, at that there house. There was so much partying and alcohol that happened in that house. It was just, and that place probably had asbestos. It's like, yeah. there was so many spiders. Yeah. And like noises in the attic too. I was like, fuck, man. I'm so glad I'm only paying $500 for that place. <laughs> Dude, and that was your first time that like, yeah. you moved up. Yeah. So, right? Like right at that time? Yeah. So I like moved to Nashville in July of 2020. So I was getting all those like the COVID bu- dollars. Like the, the Trump bucks. Trump just, bucks, dude. Trump I'm, bucks for just like not dying. Trump bucks were the shit, oh, bro. So I, I've had to pay some back, actually. Have you had to do that? They sent me a letter. Yeah, they sent me a letter. I don't know, if, I don't know if I should. They started. They, that they start. They still. I mean, it's, it is. They're not watching. Whatever. They're worried about a lot of other shit going on yeah, right now. Yeah, I didn't do anything uh, illegal. So. Yeah, I didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we had you. We had you on the pod in November of 2020. Yeah, bro. So you had only been in town for uh, July, four months. So like, yeah, four months, something like that. 
and Perfect now months. you fast forward a few years. Yeah, man. Isn't it crazy what this town does? Like, it's, the different it's chapters you go through? Yeah, I mean, from dropping out of college to just basically transforming my entire life to Nashville. It's just like, it's just honestly, it's just been a blur ever since. Everything's so blurry, bro. <laughs> I feel that. Puddle I'm, mud. Puddle mud, yes. Butt, <laughs> butt rock, yes. Which, I'm so glad you and Luke came out to butt rock night. Oh, yeah, way. dude. I was like, okay, this is officially like... The, the Nashville rock scene accepts this night because dude, Elijah really and sick. Elijah and half a lake views here. So <laughs> it's really sick, dude. Me and Luke were talking about it and we were like, there was some, we came with some girls and they give us like a few lemon drops and I'd had a beer or two. And I was like, damn, I kind of want to rip a song right now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what song would you have sang? What, what uh, fits in your butt rock? Dude, we've been, I've been playing uh, headstrong live. Okay. But like my version of Headstrong, so like way heavier. Okay, yeah. With it's, some what was some more breakdowns in it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I was like, man, I'd love to play that song. But yeah, I, me and Luke yeah. was like, we should just get drunk and let Matt sing it. Let us sing a song, dude. <laughs> dude, if you if you were to have come to me and said that, we would have made something happen. Oh no, just so we'll, you know, we'll between Nikki and I, yeah, yeah. Volume Four will definitely have you. I think you would fuck up some Three Days Grace. Oh, I could fuck like up. Like you days singing days. Animal I've Become, or like Breaking Benjamin, or like any of the heavier ends of Butt yeah, Rock, dude. Butt, yeah, for sure. Because rock's so cool, and that there are so many genre, the subgenres within. It's cool. Them, and there's so many different scenes of like yeah. hardcore emo. They're kind of similar, but they're very different. And there's like post hardcore, and then there's, there's like so much. Yeah, and there, then there's yeah. like hardcore, but they love Jesus and don't drink or anything. Like there's yeah, straight so edge, many straight edge shit. Yeah. So I where mean, what scene would you say you kind of fit in I don't right know, now? Man. Um, that's a really good question. I think what I've been trying to do is just write what kind of feels good and come to me. So whatever scene people want to put me in, I don't know. I don't really care. So that's the, I'll, I think that's I'll take the, whatever anybody that wants to like my music. Yeah. Please come on. I don't I, care. what. I think that's of. the right attitude to have though. And that's similar to country where people are like, it Oh is, man, yeah. that, that shit's pop country. That ain't real. That ain't real country right there. But yeah. it's it, like, it all, yeah. it all fits. Right. And I feel like rock is like that. And right now there's a resurgence Huge. In the rock world, dude. Huge. Rock is, it feels like 2003. Yeah, again. and it's like, people always say like good stuff comes around, like cool fashion comes around again, like good music does the same thing. It's like people love rock music. It feels good, it's like energetic. Of course it's going to come back around. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, hopefully rock becomes what it used to be. I think it'd be really sick. It's like the top songs being rock songs. I remember when Daltrey was like the biggest artist in the whole world. Dude, Limp Bizkit, biggest artist dude, in Limp the Bizkit, world. Corn. Yes. Playing to like, 90,000 people. It's fucking yeah. wild, dude. I think it'll happen again. Yeah. What have, what have the shows been like? Because you've been doing some live stuff here yeah. in town, and you've gotten to go out of town a little bit. What's, yeah, it's been sick. Um, what's the what's the crowd like at an Elijah show? Because I, like I feel like I've got to stretch before I go, so oh, my body's ready to move around yeah, yeah, in yeah. a bit. It's, it's fucking wild, dude. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's nice. It's a good mix of people that want to that wanna move around and get crazy and people that want to sing so i think what's especially been weird about oh maybe not weird is like the wrong word but younger people that have never experienced the rock scene before you know like heavier music go to a show for the first time and they don't really know what to expect so like i went to a bad omen show um do you know that band I, I, the name rings a little bit of a bell yeah yeah 
Um, you'd probably they got a song that blew up on TikTok. Um, but they've been around for a long time. Anyways, they had some music blow up on TikTok, and they started selling out these shows. They've been a band for years, right? Then all of a sudden, like people that's never been to a rock show, like a heavier rock show, come to a rock show and they see people like moshing within the first like fifteen seconds. This huge pit just opens up, and then when I was there, people were getting mad at people moshing, and I was like, I know it's your first show. Come on. This is the culture. Yeah, like do a little research. You know what I mean? It's I mean, it's a different kind of vibe for sure. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, where was that show at? Is it Brooklyn Bowl here in Nashville? That, see, I've only seen country shows over there at Brooklyn really? Bowl. I haven't they done do a lot of I cool feel like it, I feel like as cuz the rock scene was were coming from where I'm from up in New York, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I was very involved in the country scene, yeah, yeah. but there is a big rock scene Huge. in New York City. That that East Coast thing. Yeah, bro. Like the Starland Ballroom, yeah. the Stone Pony, um, House of Independence. Just, yep. just go back to go back to um, CBGBs. Like just yeah, the rock clubs that are up there. I feel like Brooklyn Bowl would be a good spot to. It's see cool. Some it's, shit. It sounds really good in there too. I love that venue. That one in Eastside Bowl is really sick. Eastside Bowl. Um, Brian Frazier was over the other day because we're yeah. we're talking about like being able to do stuff on a bigger scale when it comes to nights similar to butt yeah. rock or just rock style things yeah, yeah. i haven't been to east side bowl it's sick man it's like a 70s vibe oh cool yeah so like so if the Lakes- bowling alley is like a 70s vibe and then the, oh. the venue's sick though so like if lakeside was a bowling alley venue like is it of that lakeside no, lounge it's, it type feels of kind of like uh like jackie moon 70s oh feel. yeah yeah like the bell bottoms and like the really multi-patterned carpet it, yeah, it's that kind of vibe. And people are just moshing in there, and it's just... Well, wild. the bowling alley feels like that, but the venue is just by its... The venue's its own thing. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, so it's, it's like, like a venue in thing. the back of the bowling alley. It's kind of sick. Hell yeah. It's cool. And then you you like the end, I'm sure, right? The end is sick. I love those guys. To me, the end is just... I mean, what's funny about the end yeah. is when you're used to being in the bar, see, even though I don't drink, it has to be the longest wait time for a fucking drink Dude, it's in the just city a of good Nashville. Old-fashioned but I, I kind of love venue. it though. I love it. That's like yeah. part of their bit is you have. It is. The, they'll never. They'll never change. Oh, that's yeah. It's and good. it's like and their and their POS system is just like it's just card the, it's with hold, like an index card. It's yeah. It's hold the card <laughs> and then write down what drinks you had I, on an index card and put it behind the bar. No liquor, beer only. Beer only. Sick. I kind of like the vibe of it. And yeah. it doesn't bother me because I don't drink. Right, right, right. So yeah. for me, it's no fucking difference. Yeah. Like, water's water. Yeah, so. dude, when we played over there, I was like, I was right before I went on stage, I was like, man, I kind of need a shot of whiskey. And I was like, I was going out to the bar, and I was like, hey, can I get it? And I've been there so many times. And he's like, you know we don't have beer, man. Or we don't have liquor, man. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I got to do this sober. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and um, the first time I went to that venue was actually for um, the Lakeview show that was there. Yeah. And they, they sold, dude, that they place, sold so much beer. Yeah. It was wild. That place was fucking slammed. nuts. It slammed. was slammed. And something that a lot of people I don't think know about you is yeah. a big part of your like Nashville story and your, your musical journey has mm-hmm. been not just being on stage or yeah. in the writing room or producing, which I want to touch on as well, yeah, because yeah, I know sure. you've, you know, you know, your way around, yeah. around some, I'm, some pro yeah, tools and some, and some tracks and <laughs> yeah. shit. You've done the content guy thing and gotten yeah. to go out with two guys, Jesse and Luke, who mm-hmm. you look up to. They're like big brothers. Oh, it, yeah. se- it seems yeah. like that's the dynamic. And you've gotten to see the country with these guys and yeah. watch their their grow up yeah. and their their, their rise. 
and that night at the end, mm-hmm. it was it was asses to elbows, and then I just <laughs> yeah. see you flying through with the camera in the air. I'm like, this guy knows how to get through a pit you with you a camera. To, you have to. Um, yeah, I mean, you kind of have to figure out different ways to make money when you're up here. You know what I mean? Like, keep yourself free and do music and write and try to make the reason why you moved up here work. Then also make money to pay rent. It's like, well, I have a camera. I know how to do some stuff. And then now it's just become kind of the thing I do on the side. But, yeah, it's cool. How did how did that come to be where it was was Lakeview the were those the first guys that you shot no, or who, um, how'd that kind of get started because that's I mean, not honestly, something people would guess yeah I mean I honestly just started doing it for myself um, and then I was helping out just some friends of mine shoot some content doing pictures for like 150 bucks or something just to help pay for shit during the month or whatever but yeah I don't really know how I've, it's the same thing with everything else just like now I'm here. I'm like, I don't really remember the journey. It's just like, now I'm here. Well, how'd you so meet weird. Jesse and Luke? Uh, Jesse and Luke actually came over to our old house over here in Hermitage for, I can't remember what it was for. I think we were having some sort of party and they were, oh, Quint. It was, you remember, you know Quint? Yeah, that um, dude is as good of a people connector. Uh, like, he's so sick. He just has good people around him because he's such a good fucking guy. Yeah, great person. <laughs> Um, no, he, he, uh, so me and him has been friends since then. So he brought them with him cause they were like, they were riding that day. So I just, I met them there and then the relationship kind of blossomed from there. Um, but yeah, and then I ended up moving in with Quint the year after, um, down in Antioch. And then after that, we moved to the house right beside Luke and Jesse over there in Opera Mills. That and had to now be a, I'm roommates with Luke. That had to be a party living with Jet, living next to Jesse and Luke. And you and Quint yeah, were. It was, was, it, was it just you and Quint in that house? Yeah, or it was just me and Quint. So it was yeah. you and Quint and then Jesse and Luke, yeah. the, the two houses next to yeah, each other. It was, it, yeah. It was fucking Oh, wild. yeah, because you were in Antioch next to where Mitch and mm-hmm. Justin and all yep. them are. Yep. Bro, and then, living, living in Antioch's wild. I just hated the having to do like a rental company, like yeah. American Homes for Rent. Oh, dude. I've read this American Homes for Rent. I hate you. <laughs> bro, I rented from them my house in... Uh, the worst people in the bro, world. Bro, my house in Laverne was through them. Yeah, that yeah. shit sucks. Oh, it's awful. It's awful. They they took like $400 off of our uh, deposit for leaving up the rod over the top of the back door for curtains. Everything else was good, and they took off $400. Jeez. I'm, like, I'm so close to wanting to sue you guys, but I don't really care that much. <laughs> like, Damn. It would cost more to sue them. It costs, yeah, that's why they do that shit. That's yeah. why they do it. So, whatever. But yeah, now I just Venmo my landlord. Dude, it's, my rent. It's that's that's how sick. that's how mine works too. It's, it's great. So it's the best I way to it. fucking I do it, it, dude. Yeah. Living in Antioch's wild though, and that spot where yeah. you guys were in It's just so far away from near the lake. It it is. It it is, but I'm just saying like going to that Kroger in Nashboro Village. Oh. That's a fucking journey, dude. Like, you go yeah. into that It's like an uh, adventure every time you go. It's like, bro, hmm. you never know what you're going to see. No. The, there's the, the armed armed officer on the way in and oh, on the way out. They had two of yeah. them, one on the way in, one on it's the nice. way out. Keeps you humble. Oh, you know? bro, it's just like, <laughs> dude. And then and then fireworks or gunshots at night, you know. And oh, I didn't yeah, grow. And I grew up asleep to it. Yeah, and I grew up in a New York suburb. I know you grew up out in the country and, yeah. and good old good old sweet home Alabama. Oh yeah. Um, Antioch was a whole different mm-hmm. thing for me. I had never really like lived in like a a, a ghetto before. 
No, yeah. Like for hearing sure. the hearing the tires screech at night in yeah. the Mabco or the Zaxby's parking yeah. lot. Like yeah, yeah. shit was wild. It's fucking sick, dude. I love it. It was. It it is for yeah. sure. So you got songs on the fucking radio now, huh? Yeah, it's it's uh it's it still feels like surreal, honestly. Um yeah, I mean not like terrestrial radio. No, but I feel like the as a, as a fan yeah. of rock stuff, and I listen to Octane all the time. Yeah. Like, I listen to, to Octane, and I listen to Turbo. Turbo yeah, is my... Turbo is probably my favorite channel of the SiriusXM yeah. stuff. Because it is, it is a lot of that, that butt rock, mm-hmm. but a lot of, like, new metal, and yeah, then, yeah, like, yeah. mixed in with some, like, yeah. late Metallica and shit like uh, that. Yeah. And, like, with, with Shannon Guns and fucking yeah. all I the DJs that are on there. Shannon and Vincent have been, like, my biggest supporters at octane so it's un, honestly i never thought it would happen while i'm independent so i think it's really sick that they they like to help out guys yeah better. how'd you first find out that you were having songs on there or Dude, having a song on there which song so is it that's on there again virus it, it is virus okay yeah. yeah um so maddie mullins memphis mayfire yes he was on he was he, i had him feature on my single before virus human Fucking sick song, dude. Thanks, man. It's a workout jam. Um, yeah, Maddie is a uh, one of my better friends here. He's awesome. It's a really cool mentor. Um, but uh, he was like, he's like, dude, we should try to get this on Octane. Just, just hit up the guy, hit up the programmer, Vincent. Just DM him, and like, let's just try to get our song on Octane. So, um, I just like the end was like, yeah, man, did this song with Maddie Mullins from Memphis. He said you guys were pretty good friends. Love, love for you to check it out. Let me know what you think. Anyways, long story short, I started playing that on Octane, and then I dropped Virus, and he he texted me, and he was like, hey, man, send me the song. I'd love to play it. And I had no idea it was just going to go straight to Octane. I, I had no idea he was just going to start playing it. And then I, I, like somebody tagged me in their story on Instagram. was like, so cool to hear you on Octane. I'm like, what what the fuck just happened? And I like go to Octane, it's just like, 12 times it's been played and I'm like holy fuck dude what the hell's going on yeah it's fucking sick so so you had no I you had no idea I mean I felt like he said he was gonna play it but I didn't take that as like he's gonna play it yeah. you know what I mean yeah like that constant <laughs> oh yeah we'll, we'll, we'll get it on there yeah, yeah and yeah, it's like at yeah. like the one play like two in the morning overnight yeah, but I, it's been getting I, consistent dude, play it's like seven or eight plays a day it's so sick and what yeah, I like awesome. about the Sirius XM stuff one the no commercials Yes. Two, the songs aren't edited. Right. Three, it's where so if you're the people you're trying to reach, folks that are into that are into the modern rock, whatever yeah, yeah, subgenre yeah. you want to fucking call it, right. that are, that would be into your shit. Yeah, yeah. They're listening to yeah. Octane. Yeah. I, they're probably listening more to Octane than they are the the local terrestrial stations. Oh, hundred percent. Because the shit is real on there, yeah. and Octane has. Rock, especially on Sirius XM, has more street cred than I think any other genre sure. has on that format. It is, yeah. It's like, well, I guess it's because people in, in my genre, and it's changing a little bit, but like, we don't really have an FM station that plays heavier stuff. Because you go to listen to rock radio on FM, it's like ACDC. Right? It's like the, still the older stuff, which is fine. I like that kind of stuff, but there's no like, there hasn't been an outlet for new rock that's coming out, modern stuff to be played on the radio. Yeah. So I guess that's why it holds so much weight because it's like the only place it's being played. And I mean, FM is, is changing to be like that because of Octane. 
and because of Sirius XM is kind of taking over, so they kind of have to, you know, adapt or die kind of yeah. thing. But yeah, it's fucking sick. Very yeah, sick. dude, I just love how you've like how you found yourself and what do you want to fucking say? You've always yeah. been able to write a fucking country song. You've been since back <laughs> yeah. in the day when we first had you on this podcast and you were talking about writing songs with Noah Hicks, writing yeah, songs dude. with with guys like like Dylan Marlowe, Brian Fuller, yeah. guys that are succeeding in the country realm. Right. And you're succeeding as well, just doing the kind of music that's authentic to you. Yeah, that's being, what it's always being been, a, man. It's just like, being Elijah. Yeah, just being authentic to yourself. It's, I mean, when I moved up here, I was just writing country songs with the guys that I knew, right? So I moved up here. It's pretty blessed to be in the situation I was to move in with Wales and Brian and just immediately be thrown and meet everybody that I met. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest things if you move to Nashville or a place like L.A., or even New York that uh, have a big music scene. It's like, you go there, you don't know anybody. So how can you network with people if you don't know anybody? If you're just like going to go up and randomly introduce yourself to some random person, you have no idea. Yeah. But being, I was almost like paraded around to different people. Bro, like, you were. Hey, meet my new friend. Hey, meet my new friend. This is a lot. This is, you know that, what I mean? That was how, here we are from that same kind of interaction. It's yeah. fucking sick. Yeah, that was how I met you. And yeah. And right now, I feel like is the is the perfect time. Obviously, not just because it's happening right now, but the world of of music right now. Yeah, there are so many overlaps, and you have this crossover of country and rock mm-hmm. in itself. You have artists from the South that are from small towns like Jacksonville, yeah. Alabama, yeah, that dude. are able to come out and fucking do the rock thing. Like, because there is. You look at guys like like Hardy. You look at what Jesse and Luke are doing with Lakeview. You yeah. look at what the production is sounding like on mm-hmm. a lot of these songs that are crossing over into multiple genres. Yeah. If there's a time to make a leap from writing and creating in one style to doing another and it just being accepted widely, yeah. now is the time in 2023, bro. Oh, yeah. I mean, having the streaming services and like a way for us to show our music with TikTok and Instagram reels and all that kind of stuff, it's like, you can kind of do whatever you want. Yeah. You don't have to have somebody, you don't have to please somebody else. Yeah. With your music, which is nice. Yeah, I'm going to pull so. up your, your streaming numbers right now are fucking sick, by the way. Oh, thanks, man. Fucking dude, you almost have a quarter of a million. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Like, dude. I try not to look at it. But. I, I, I'm sure. <laughs> I, that's like me. I don't always look at the pod numbers. Yeah, like, same thing. But I'm just saying, like, for... For you to be able, because when did you make like the official jump to being like, okay, I want to be, I'm, Dude, I'm, this, I'm Elijah, this is what I'm uh, doing, this is the music I'm going to put out. I mean, I've always kind of wanted to do this my whole life. I just didn't like know the steps to take it. Yeah. So. Dude, how old are you? 25. Yeah, you're, you're young. You moved yeah. here at fucking 22 years old. <laughs> yeah. You, did, you barely knew yeah. your left from your right hand. I moved I here at 23 and I felt yeah. the same way. Yeah. Like you don't know a lot of we shit you move up here and you think you know because yeah. you're playing gigs at yeah. at sky bar and at different places oh, yeah, in in your local scene and then you get up here and you get some reps and you you have some ups and downs yeah. with with just life in general yeah. and in the music this I music think it's thing just going back and being honest with yourself and doing what you know is going to make you happy you know what i mean because this is whole we're all in this for the rest of our lives yeah i feel like I know I am. Yeah. I hope other people that move up here to feel the same way. So if you're not going to be honest with yourself now, 10 years down the road, you're going to look back and say, fuck, what did I do with all this time? Now I want to change. It's like, 
just always be honest with yourself and that's what I've had to do recently so just make what I want to make and don't really think whether or not people will like it if I like it that's all that really should matter yeah so well if you like it you're such a big fan of just music in general like there's even when it was country like when it's like your boys that are in the country world you're front row supporting supporting those guys and girls that are your homies yeah and so you're you're a fan of the music. So if you're a big fan of that scene and in that lane that you're in in rock, yeah. and you and you fuck with it, yeah. chances are other other guys and girls in the yeah. scene are gonna fuck with it too. What is the rock scene like in Nashville? Because there's there's I mean, na- there's people that come to mind like yourself, Lakeview, Taylor Acorn, mm-hmm. that are in town and. People think of Nashville as country and then maybe like worship as secondary. Yeah. Rock is right there and is rising more and more with the house shows and different things going on. I think uh, it's it's starting to grow. It's always been here, but the spotlight hasn't been on it. And I mean, like, take like something like Emo Nashville that's been happening. Um, I mean, there's one this Saturday, too. I saw you're playing it, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm doing like a little mini set. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, stuff like that is really allowing people that moved up here. Cause take a take any country band right now, like any country artist touring. I guarantee half of their half of that guy's band was in metal bands or in rock bands ten years ago. Probably the whole Five band. Probably the whole, the whole band. band. Not even not even half. Because I mean, if you're in the rock scene, you know you don't really make a ton of money. So you take somebody that has a million monthly listeners as a country artist, and you you take him. Into any bar, they'll pay him ten grand to walk in there, right? You take it on a rock artist has a million monthly listeners. You put him in a bar, they're going to give him fifteen hundred bucks, right? Bar sales aren't near as good. Country fans drink, rock fans don't drink. Rock fans only drink water and beat the shit out of each other, which is sick. I love that, <laughs> but yeah. I, I have to understand it from a financial aspect and say, I'm probably not going to get paid that much if the bar and the venue don't make that much money, so. Um, but yeah, I'm digress. Anyways, uh, but yeah, I think the the rock scene here it's always been here, but the spotlight's on it now. So, like I said, guys like Maddie Mullins, Memphis Mayfire, yes, huge band. I want to meet him. I, they He's seem really they seem like good dudes. Oh, they seem awesome like a people, good, dude. awesome people. They're uh, yeah, him and uh, Cody Quistad from Wage War. They all they both live in Spring Hill. I know there's a bunch of bands that um that live around here too. But, uh, I love Spring Hill. That was actually funny enough where I first lived when I moved to town. So you got Spring Hill you, got, you got pretty lucky. You moved out. You were in you were in Hermitage, Antioch, yeah. and now you're Opry Mills area, yeah, correct? Yeah. yeah. When I first moved down here, I was in Spring Hill, bro, and really? I was working on Broadway doing security. I was up and down sixty five. Uh, is that forty five minutes, dude? Depending on how Franklin and Brentwood Thompson Station Cool Springs traffic looks like, yeah, it was about about an hour going up. And then when I was driving back on on a night shift, I was I was cruising down there at three in the morning, passing all the cars left on the side of the road because that's what people do when they break down. Let's just leave my truck right here. We'll get it tomorrow. I'll I'll get it in the morning. I'll get in the morning. I don't worry about that. I'm gonna call up Tommy. He's gonna come get us. (laughs) Come get me. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Spring Hill. That's a that's a cool um, cool area. But I mean, dude, you're. It's what are what are house shows like? Because I haven't done dude, those. House shows are so crazy. Trey Trey Bonner's a big fan of house shows. So that was yeah. one thing. That's kind of where Trey Bonner got his yeah. got his content 
style like got his his chops doing content yeah. was when he was going to MTSU and he was involved okay. in the house scene yeah house party scene or the house show scene in MTSU because you've done quite a few of those I remember when you were yeah, starting yeah. to do them and I was like oh fuck I want to try and make it and of course yeah. I was always on the road right but I was like I want to I want to get to one of these yeah, I want to yeah. see Elijah in a not at the basement but in a literal basement <laughs> you know yeah dude uh house shows are fucking terrible it sounds like shit, and you can't hear anybody. It's loud as fuck. It's always disorganized, but it's a lot of fun. It's like, it's. I mean, it's the same thing. Like rock, never had, never, especially really like heavier subgenres of rock. There's nowhere to play that stuff. Like some of the biggest hardcore bands, you'll never hear in your whole life because it's just such a small, segregated genre of music. That's very specific to specific people. You don't really have a place to play it. Fox's uh, Fox's Pizza Den, right? Skate shops. Um, what the fuck is up, Denny's? Shops. Yep, Denny's, dude. <laughs> just VFWs, abandoned buildings. You just anywhere that you can play your music is where you do it. So, um, yeah, I mean, we played we played a house show with a band here in Nashville called There Go I. How about eighty people show up? The biggest house show I've ever played in my whole life. House shows are usually about five people, and three of them are somebody's girlfriends, so they suck. But this one was sick. Like the whole living room is full. It's, it's so fucking loud. Sick though. Very sick. So there's no. So you're just. There's no like riser or like. Hell no! You just set up on the on the living room floor. You're just in the living room floor. You're and just on the floor. In a house. And hope no, there's no barricade or anything. Hell just, no. You just hope nobody comes no. running. No, I hate barricades. Team. Really? Fuck, fuck barricades. Really? Yeah, dude. See, as a tour manager with a country band, I'm like, Country's God different. bless the barricade. Country's different. Um, rock scene is like, I mean, people stage dive and yeah. just have a blast. So it's like, I guess it depends on the scene you're in, but rock fans know not to touch the gear and not to get in the, the band's way or whatever. And they just have fun. It was like an etiquette to it. Yeah. It was, oh, it's concert etiquette for sure per genre. But, like, if you get big enough, like, if you're playing 2,000 cap rooms, like, you have to have a barricade. You know yeah. what I mean? Because there's just so many people. But if you're playing, like, a 300 cap room, like, the end, you know what I mean? It's just staging people. People stage diving, fucking going have crazy. You, have you stage dived yet? Hell yeah. It's a lot of fun. You just kind of black out for the time that you're at the... What happens if they don't catch... Like, is, are there situations where people stage dive and people don't catch them? Yeah. You just fall. <laughs> Like two See, I don't know. I don't think I could. Somebody catches you, or they fucking don't. That's pretty. <laughs> and you just it, take a chance. You just take it. I mean, people's gonna catch you, but they maybe they not. maybe they won't. Maybe they won't. Depends on how big you are. Yeah. Yeah. What's the wildest thing you've seen at, or wildest thing you've seen on the road, whether it be one of your shows or um or a Lakeview show? Oh. You spent some time out on the road with those guys, yeah. and I know, and not the most luxurious of establishments. Oh no. Dude, I watched this girl throw up all over the stage one time when I played a cover gig in Auburn. She just... Where? What? Um, Scott Bar. Scott Front Room? Yeah, Front Room. She just... We were just playing, and I looked down, and she just like... Her face just goes flush, and she just throws up all over the stage. Just like a, somebody kicked a fire hydrant, War damn eagle. You're the guy, by the way, that taught me one of my favorite things to say to people what? from Alabama is the R-O-W-T-Y-D-E, yeah, Row Tide. That's a Harvey Updike quote, man. 
Yeah, that is, dude. He's he's one of Tra- Trey's like, man, I want to find me a Harvard Updock t-shirt. I'm like, Trey, you can't yeah, be used, They used to sell that stuff. Really? Yeah, bro. You, I'm sure you get one on Amazon. I'm gonna have I to should buy him one. I should buy him yeah, one. Insane. You should buy You should buy him one. I went to the Iron Bowl last year with Trey, bro. That was Iron Bowls old, are sick. That's the only SEC game I've ever been to. I got really? spoiled. I went with yeah. Trey and his buddy, um, his buddy Frankie, his childhood friend, Frankie Glasscock. And Frankie's company did one of those like bougie tailgates in yeah, the quad yeah. where they where they have yeah. the tent. But bro, what made this whole day crazy was so Trey went Trey balled out and got like the Champions Club like sweet thing, yep. sweet tickets Makes or whatever. Sense. Which I got to meet Alexander Shinara. That's it. In the suite. The Southern celebrity. Like, bro, I got to meet the Alexander Shinara. Not as tall as I thought he was in gonna flesh, be. Dude. Short short in stature, big yeah. in his pocket. That's right. Um and big on billboards. <laughs> B- that head looks a lot bigger on the fucking billboards oh, than it is in person. Yeah. But I was hitting my naturally I was hitting my pen. And so I am I'm I'm pretty I'm stoned. Yeah, I'm baked yeah, yeah. at the buffet in the Champions oh, Club. And I look everything. at Trey and I'm like I think that's Alexander Shinora, but I'm not sure. <laughs> and Trey's like, well, let's go find let's go find out, Beryl. And he grabs me like a little kid. Yeah. And he's like, are you Alexander Shinora? And, and and the guy's like, yeah, I am. Like, nice to meet you. He's like, my friend wants to meet you. He's from New York, but he's a little stoned. And Shinora was like, I used to smoke back in the day. I'm like, bro, let's go. Alexander Dude, Shinora, the wow. podcast. That sounds like a fever dream. So is that eating Alexander Shinora high? At the Iron Bowl. Yeah, dude. With 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 Trey at Brian Denny, but earlier in the day, yeah, fucking Roll Tide Willie, bro. You know who I'm talking about? I know you're talking. So I've gotten to know Roll Tide Willie and his handler, manager. I don't know what. Yeah, what something. Chad, who's who's the guy that's with him? Yeah, and we walked around the tailgate at Brian the the Iron Bowl tailgate, like through the whole quad, the whole nine yards. Yeah, and it was me, Chad, Trey Lewis, and Roll Tide Willie. You talk about just having attention brought on That's you. A fucking crew right Roll Tide Willie and 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 as they were calling him then, Mister Dick down in Dallas yeah. with Trey for it to be. <laughs> so people were coming up to Trey, but what I was more stunned by, we couldn't walk more than five feet without sorority girls, oh, yeah, dude. old dudes being like, "Roll Tide Willie, oh my God, get your swaller." <laughs> Did he get pissed drunk before? Bro, he his eyes were yellow. Oh, oh. His eyes looked like a cat. They were yellow and rolling so he was behind. Already his drunk. Bro, I don't even know if he made it in the stadium. No, probably not. That dude doesn't have to pay for tickets anymore. That dude no, can go fine. to any game he wants. He's but goddamn, oh, that fun. place is Tuscaloosa is wild. Yeah, because I went to school down there for like six months or something. I went to like three classes my whole time. So you, so you didn't, so you didn't go to Jackson. You went to. So I went to Jacksonville State for two years, and then I transferred to Alabama. And then you made the decision to just be like, then fuck I went it. to, I think I literally attended three classes that whole semester. You remember what the three classes were? Uh, pre-cal. Um, no, what's that other fucking, see, I don't know. Geometry, no, algebra, uh, calculus. So the T. T. I don't know. See how much I paid attention. Yeah. <laughs> you made the right decision. <laughs> you yeah. got the fuck out yeah, of there. Yeah, dude, I didn't care. What would, what would you be doing if you weren't doing music? Oh, what do you think? Fuck. What do you think you'd be doing? Because your your brother went the military route, right? How's, yeah, how's my old, brother's in the National Na- Guard. Nathan, right? 
Uh, Ethan. Ethan. I was yeah. close to... Sorry, Ethan. Close enough. <laughs> yeah. Ethan's a fun... Nathan's my middle name, actually. Nathan's your middle name. Okay. Um, Ethan's a little wild card, too. I remember him at those dude, at those, gets, at those parties yeah. with, with Wales and Brian, <laughs> and he would come up, and we'd be we'd be doing bonfires in the back. Ethan's always good. He's still, still, enlist, still enlisted in the guard doing that yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, So he's in... He just got out of officer school. Wow. Um, so he's going to be going back up to Missouri to help with um, basic training, like be an officer at basic training. Cool. Very soon. Um, but yeah, he's killing it. Yeah. So, what would you be doing if it were if you weren't if you weren't screaming on stage, singing about your feels? What would you be doing? Uh, I mean, I always kind of wanted to be in like like aerospace engineering, like like, like being a, a astronomer. That kind of stuff, like space. Oh, so you like the stars and I stuff. I love space shit, dude. Do you have that app on your phone that you hold, you put it up to the sky and it like tells you no. the different constellations? No, I just watch YouTube videos and like you just read watch. a bunch of books about so, it. So, yeah, I forget what the fucking app is called. I gotta fucking look at it now. It's like, oh, here it is. It's called Sky Guide. I need to get that. And it's free, dude. And it's like, you fucking click on it and then what you do is you literally it like tells you like where all the constellations are oh, so you like sick. move it around the sky really? and it'll pick up yes yeah, so you're like i wonder what that is up there you're like and then you think That's you know which cool. if you watch enough youtube if you go down enough youtube yeah. rabbit holes yeah you definitely know most of the constellations oh, but it's a good sure. like double check and then you're like oh shit that's jupiter oh shit that's yeah, fucking dude. venus like yeah all i do is watch space I, is cool I, I usually watch a space video every night before i go to bed watch neil neil degrassi tyson if you watch <laughs> him kind of gimmicky I like to watch uh, some more entertaining minds. Entertaining minds? Like what? Uh, there's a guy named Brian. Uh, oh, fuck. Now you put me on the spot and I can't remember his last name. What kind of voice is he? Is he like. He's uh, British. The, um, the British guys are the best. Oh, uh, they sound The so British smart. voices are the they best. They could be saying something that's not even right at all. And I'll just, oh, yeah. I'll just completely I don't even fact them. check just because they're fucking British. Uh, Brian, Brian Cox. Brian Cox. That's what his name is. He was a, uh, he was a guest on Joe Rogan. And I uh, watched that whole episode, and it was so yeah. sick. Talk yeah, space is fucking interesting, dude. I love space. And it really puts things in perspective, like you're having a bad day or like... Yeah, I try not to th think about it too much, or else I'll, like, I'll get all fucked up. <laughs> you get all fucked up about how big it is out yeah, there yeah, and how yeah, little yeah. we and are? I'm, yeah, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing in my life, dude? This is like, there's a picture, like, there's a picture of Earth from Saturn's Rings. I don't know if you ever saw that picture. No. It's called the Little Blue Dot. I think that's the name of the picture. But it was taken, like... Couple of years ago, and it's it's a probe that they sent out to the edge of the solar system that turned around and took a picture of Earth. It's through the rings of Saturn. And no the, shit. Yeah, dude. So like the dot of the of Earth is just like the size of like a pinprick. Oh wow! And that's where we're at. It's fucking crazy. When I saw and that picture, and I was just like, I had like an existential crisis. And all like, the fucking matters. Nothing is real. Yeah, all the chaos of this world that we think is so. Oh. Yeah. Monumental yeah, and I'm massive. Like, I gotta pay taxes in March, but we've got a picture of us from Saturn's rings right now. What the fuck is going on, dude? <laughs> so stupid. Right. Dude, it is. It is. Cra turbo tax really quick. It is crazy. Where in town do you like to go and hang out? Do you, you get out? Oh, dude, I'm a homebody. Do so you don't even. I mean, if I go, because I, I used like, to see you at Red Door all the time, and yeah, I don't it even. It wasn't a good time for me. I don't. Even <laughs> I drank <laughs> too much. But dude. I feel like that's part of the part of what you do when you get yeah, here I mean, is, is the drinking. It is. And that's what kind of sucks about it because it's like you almost have to go out and meet people. But I took that as an opportunity to be like, eh, let's just, let's just get kind of drunk really quick. And then I would run up like a $70 tab and oh yeah, then have to figure out a way to pay for it down the road. It's too much. What was so. your, what was, what was your go-to, your go-to drink when you first moved here? Oh, I just drank tequila. 
you were a tequila guy because that's that the thing. Because I I don't know what people necessarily like. I know I know Matt yeah. McElwain drinks Fireball. Oh. Because Matt McElwain is Fireball. No, he, it's like Trailer Park Boys. Jim Leahy is the fireball. liquor, you know? No. McElwain's Fireball and Miller Lite. He's the, the, he could tell he came from a cover band in Alabama. Because yeah. that's, oh. that's, the, that's, the, that's the get drunk for cheap Dude, method. Uh, the last time I drank Fireball was... Well, no, I had to. I drank it one more time. But the, the thing that... Because everybody has their liquor that they can't drink. Is fireball that for you? Fire, yeah. So I was 18. I was at a graduation party in high school. And I woke up in the grass... In the morning, like with the dew on the grass. Yeah. Just like face just wet as fuck. Like my entire left side of my body was just soaking wet. Jeez. From the, from the grass. Me and my friends had finished like three bottles of Fireball. Ugh. We all went through a Fireball phase before I got sober. Yeah. You go, I and mean, we th- we have we have Brian Kelly and Tyler Hubbard to thank for that. Florida oh, yeah. Georgia line dude. is responsible yeah. for all every, of our fireball Every Southern phases. kid wanted to drink oh, fireball. Dude, I'm from New York and I was drinking fucking fireball. <laughs> and that fireball whiskey whispers. Well, dude, it's so cheap. Yeah. It's like the cheap thing that you can get your older friend to go buy for that you. Plastic handle. So and if you're trying to if you're trying to be to moderate your thing, yeah. you can get the little they, they used to sell the little mini like the airplane bottles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you'd yeah. be like, oh, pick me up like six of those. That'll be uh, enough for the day. Yeah. And that's like six shots of fireballs. Yeah. Not not a that's that's a pretty good little chunk right. there, kid. You know. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Whenever I did, used to drink like all the time. I never really drank socially. It was like it's like a reason to do it. Like if I'm gonna drink, I'm just gonna drink. You know. Yeah. I mean? So I just go to the bar and order like. Three shots of tequila and the Corona and just get it going. Oh, wow. Bam, bam, bam. Kickstarter. Bam, yeah, you just got to go. So then I'd just hold on to my beer and I'd be kind of like, kind of buzz and go up there and order two more shots. And I'm probably good yeah. from then. But I don't really even drink anymore, dude. I'm like one time a month. Why Why is that, you think? I just, I just feel like shit. I don't like feeling bad when I wake up. I have like really, really bad anxiety about Anxiety is a real thing. Anxiety is a real thing. My girl, my girl, my girlfriend has that. Gets that real bad. I I have like a. I'm a very routine oriented person. Yeah, it's probably some sort of like autism something. I don't fucking know. I feel like like we're all a little autistic. We all we all have we all have our little ticks. Our minds work in like arc, so I'm like, yeah, I gotta be autistic at some point. Yeah. Um, No, I like I have a very routine thing. I eat the same breakfast every morning. I drink the same coffee. I do the same thing every morning. But then when I drink and I go out and I get too fucked up and I wake up, I feel like shit and I can't do my routine. So I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to ruin my routine. Like I just get like uh, freaking out and then I won't do it. But then like one night a month or like, I don't know, very rarely like two nights a month, I'll just fucking go nuts. I'm like, fuck everything. Nothing matters. Let's get fucking crazy. And then I'll just get way too drunk. Hungover as fuck the next day, and I'll regret it for the next three days. And then I'm like, all right, I'm not drinking again for as long as I can remember. I'm not doing it. And then another month goes by, and something to celebrate, and there I go. Which honestly isn't that, if you're going to drink, it's not that bad of a way to do it. No. Don't drink for four weeks, and then black out, and then don't drink. Because then your tolerance changes, too. It's like taking a tea break with the the smoking, too. I'm a big gym guy. Yeah, you always have been. You always, where's, where's the best gym in Nashville to work out? Gym five, gym five. Where's gym that? Gym five at? in East, East Nashville. It's uh, it's honestly like a half, eh, probably about a mile from Nissan Stadium. Sick. I'm on Gym five, homies. I love you. Even though I haven't been there in a week because I've been going to True Fit in Madison. Oh, you've been cheating on it. Yeah, hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> me and me and Luke, we work out together. Oh, so I can. He's got I, a True yeah, Fit. Makes he's sense. Got, yeah, he's yeah. got a True Fit membership, and he doesn't have Gym five, so 
I'm going to True Fit a little bit more, but yeah. I was doing really good at going to the gym. You would have been proud of me. I was like, I, would have. I was lifting. I was taking care of myself. Yep. I was writing it all down. My fitness pal drinking mm-hmm. like a gallon of water a day. Not with one of those. What like, made you, what made no, you stop? Why'd you burn out? Just, we had a lot of, a lot of family coming into town, the festival yeah. stuff and doing all, all the raised rowdy shit. It's just, it's, it's, it's like, hard to keep up with, man. Well, I just had to make it a habit. Yeah, dude. I've just been doing it for so long. I just won't never do it. Yeah. Like you it's part, I mean? like you said, you're a big routine guy and like yeah. being on the road made it tough. But now that I'm not on the road, but we're still kind of on the road. Like Nikki and yeah. I go to Nikki and I get to like 15 festivals a year, even though we're like, and I'm not on the road right now, but I'm always doing something like, yeah. What we do, it's not a nine to five. No, it's very unorthodox it's, and non traditional. It's just like all day, every day. So yeah, which probably is a bad way to live, but yeah, I don't give a shit. Yeah, so. you you got you got a girlfriend in your life yet, or what, no. how's that all going? Are you no. taking? Are you just focusing on music for right now? Yeah, girls make me nervous, so I don't really talk to them all the time. <laughs> <That was laughs> Hot girls make me nervous, bro. What do you mean? I still talk to them. I'd rather spend the time on. My music, then put my suppose I don't even go out too much anymore. Well, well have you gotten like so. DMs and stuff from like yeah. scene chicks? I feel like scene chicks would be really into you, Elijah. Like scene girls, like I'm talking yeah. like blue green hair and shit. Like yeah. they they like my if chemical. You're, if you're like, hot with tattoos, DM me. Like my chemical romance was their personality trait for like four or five years. Oh, 100%. Like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Have have yeah. you have you had even outside of girls? Like have you had like folks reaching out about your music because i feel like yeah for sure. i feel like obviously country music touches people in a certain way and makes people yeah, feel a certain I way i think it's but the same kind of vibe across i feel like genres. it's even bigger in rock though it probably I, is i feel yeah. like people are really going through shit that are in yeah, that community I mean, and it's a beacon of light through yeah. anxiety and depression and through it deep is. dark it shit definitely is. i mean it, I, it made me feel the same way when i first discovered it when i was a teenager it's like you deal with stuff behind closed doors that you don't want people to hear about. I mean, I was, as a teenager, I was like high school quarterback, like played baseball. Like I was like a jock per se, but like everybody's dealing with shit behind that they don't want other people to see by themselves, you know? So I guess finding, finding music that helps me, that makes me know somebody else is doing, dealing with the same thing. You know what I mean? And I rock definitely touches on that more than, more than country. Yeah. Have you had people like, Oh Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. People talk about their experiences all the time. Like crazy DMs and stuff? I've had my fair share of crazy DMs. It's Sometimes it's a lot. Because like, people like trauma dump on you, which is kind of weird. I don't really... I try not to like entertain a lot of that stuff. But I mean, I respect the fact that somebody trusts me enough to say their problems to me. But I don't know if... It's the same way. Like, I, don't, I don't know how therapists do it. It's like, dude, how do you just disassociate with yourself and just yeah. let this person spill all over you? Like, I feel like that would just fuck me up so much. Like having to help this person through something yeah. that they're like really, really dealing with like hard. I couldn't do it. They're on the edge. And yeah, and they're, they're, they're asking you to help them. And I'm like, I don't really know if I can take that responsibility. Yeah. Is, there a, I mean? yeah, is there a song that you've put out that people are like... Really responded. Would it be virus? Because that's the one that's just had the most most traction as of late. Or, I guess. Yeah. Or I mean, is, I write about. I don't write about depression and stuff like. Well, that. Well, no, I'm I'm, I'm talking but about just people reaching out, being like, "Man, this yeah. song changed me for because of this, this, and this. Like Honestly, this song helped was, me through I think this it was shit." Probably hard to lie. The first sing- or the second single I put out this year. Um. 
that kind of resonated with a lot of people. Uh, maybe it's just because it's the biggest song out of all of them. But I mean, I, I get responses from every song that I put out most of the time. But yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I, I really couldn't open up, and that's probably that's I guess that's the reason why I do it through music because I never can open up to anybody and just like tell them my shit. Yeah. This is my shit. Fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Know, I'll deal with it. You know yeah. what I mean. What's the biggest difference in writing a country song versus writing a rock song, or are they not Nothing as different really. as people I think, think? It's like it. I mean, the heart of country is writing what is true to you and what makes the most sense. I think songwriting at its core is all about your own emotions and what you're going through. And of course, there's you can tell a story and just like make up a song just for fun of it. People do that all the time. But that still doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything to you. You wanted to do that, and you wanted to have a, a feeling from that song. So it's the same thing. Country probably touches on it a little more. Probably pulls on it a little more, like heartstring vibe. But I don't know. I think at its core, the way I used to write. I mean, I still write country songs all the time. It's like taking a, an emotion and a situation and trying to convey that to somebody to where they would understand where you're coming from on the back end of it which most of the time I just write songs because I want to yeah so it's your therapy like you said yeah, it's your exactly. it's your shit everybody deals with their shit differently yeah. you deal with it by either writing pen are you a pen to pad guy oh, or are you no. a note guy no I'm a google docs guy you're a google docs guy yeah because I, I mean I write songs with my friends so it's like we just share that's it. easy to share see I'm an I'm an apple notes guy apple notes not that I'm writing songs but like I'm I'm writing down names for yeah, writers yeah. around my notes are full of ideas. like song ideas and lyrics and all that kind of stuff but do you get ideas when you're driving and shit? Because I've heard a lot oh, of yeah. people doing that. Driving in the gym is when I just kind of disassociate and think about stuff. I've been there's this thing, uh, it's like a noise blocker on Spotify. Half Ooh. the time when I get in my my AirPods, I'm listening to anything. It's just like it's just like silent, which is sick. See, silence kind of scares me. I love. Silence. I don't do well with it. I don't do well with it's like well, being alone and in silence and yeah, stuff. I, I can't unwind. I have to. I get like antsy when I get around too many people all the time so I have to like Over, overstimulated and shit oh yeah which I'm an extrovert like I love hanging out with people yeah you so. definitely are I would yeah, say so, I would agree with like, that it's my my dad is a huge introvert like he doesn't want to do anything my mom's super extroverted so I think I got kind of like the, the best of both worlds but yeah I definitely need my alone time and that's most of the time it's in the gym so I just have to block out everything like today it was so packed we went to True Fit and it was just overly packed and I was like fuck I Dude. When's the best time to go to the gym? I don't know. When other people don't go. Well, what's the what what time? <laughs> what what? I mean, I usually go at like ten. See, I'm like a nine ten a.m. at Planet Fitness here in Hermitage, yeah. and it's usually great. You have like your soccer moms that are in there, your old guys, some Dude, of the I like Hermitage Planet Fitness man. They Planet? fucking lunk alarmed me though, and I fucking hate them. They lunk alarmed you for what? For working out. Well, well <laughs> you had to have done something. Yeah, I walked in and worked out. That's what I did. What were you wearing? Were you wearing one of them? You're a gym bro. What were you wearing? <laughs> what was I was asking for it, wasn't I? Yeah, <laughs> what are you wearing? Was there was were your damn were your damn uh, titties like, hanging out? Like yeah, what were you wearing? Was, was my boobs. I had my nipples out. No, I just cut two holes in it's my It's a family boobs. establishment. You can't have the tits no, out. No, legitimately <laughs> I, I walked in with a one time I walked in with a with a cutoff and he said I couldn't the guy at the counter said I couldn't work out. Yeah. I saw like two other guys with tank tops on. And I was like, I was like, why can't they wear? Why can they wear tank tops and I can't? He's like, dude, it's just policy, man. I, I'm not trying to argue with you. 
So I like had to go back out to my car and like get a wrinkled up t-shirt that was in the like the in my floorboard in the back seat. Came in, and the rest of the, the rest of that was fine. But I went to another Planet Fitness, and I was just doing incline dumbbell like presses or whatever. And I guess I dropped the weights too hard or something. I'm like going until I can't like you go to failure right. And you're yeah. Like, oh, I'm fucking tired. And I set them down, and boom, boom, block alarm me. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you, judgment free my ass. Judging me for being sick and strong? Piece of shit. I'm Clay, sorry, Planet Fitness. I hey, still have a membership Clay, for your your showers. Yeah, on the on road. road. Yes. Yeah, that's why I've always kept it. Clay, Clay Barker is yeah. notoriously notorious for getting wonk alarmed as well. That makes sense. Clay, Clay's been wonk alarmed. Clay's kind of a douchebag. Clay's I been wonk Clay. alarmed. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you and Clay, you and, we should do that. We should do that as a content piece. Have like, you Clay, maybe we bring out Dude, Luke I've been doing or somebody. Vlogs and all that kind of stuff. Well, I'm saying Check we. My, my I'm saying we Gym send vlog. you. I'm saying we send you guys in, and we do. That'd we see fun. who can get lung alarmed first. Oh, that'd be so easy. I just work out like I do everywhere else. And <laughs> Is YouTube your favorite of the social media things? Uh, I uh, I don't really have a favorite social media. If I'm gonna where, watch, where, where do you get the most traction? TikTok, probably. What um, do you? I, I haven't looked at. I've, I'm never on fucking TikTok. But to watch reels. Reels has no filter. Dude, you can see some wild shit on, on Instagram. Instagram Reels. And Facebook Reels. I watch Dude, I tend to watch, watch more Facebook. I tend there. to watch more Facebook Reels. Let's see. It's kind of bad. I can just see random shit happen. Let's see. Oh shit. Look at you. 204,000 followers. Yeah, dude. Casual with fucking Dude, yeah, and you're like in the algorithm right now. Yeah, I don't know what that means. I don't know what any of it means. I just Oh, shit. Well, dude, what that means is that your videos are fucking well, yeah, hitting. I mean, I've never the. Uh, I just hate talking about this shit. Well, I know, I know, it probably, it probably makes you uncomfortable because no, it doesn't make me uncomfortable. It's just, um, I, I hate as creatives we have to care about something other than music. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's the same thing with you. Like you hate to have to work on all those shit, but it's the only avenue that we've had. To be to promote ourselves. Especially on the independent scale. Absolutely. So it's a blessing and a curse. It's like, yes, I need to do it because it helps out so much. Yeah. But I don't want to have to do it because it has to be a priority and I want to just worry about my music instead. But, yeah. you know. What's cool, though, is it looks like the videos that are hitting well for you aren't bits. Like, it's directly no, I've related. No, I've never done bits. It's directly related to your... Yeah, I, I, won't, I won't do, like... Cringy yeah, shit. It's directly related to your like, music and people are seeing it, so that's gonna that's gonna help yeah. you a ton as far as like Dude, don't get me on my fucking my my TikTok fucking pedestal, dude. I'll fucking talk all day about it, dude. I mean, dude, people <laughs> I mean but you're not the only guy that feels that way. Oh, so many yeah. people feel that way. In yeah. rock and country and and pop and everything. Yeah. I mean, I feel like people just have to people feel like they have to be cringy to be seen. You don't have to. Like, I feel like the, the videos I post aren't cringy. I just know how to, like, record nice yeah, video. It on, yeah, I've got it on mute, and I'm, like, looking, like, we got this one. It's my views. Yeah, it's you. It's you driving. Yeah, it is. Just, just, just a clean just shot. Cinematic looking Clean stuff. cinematic shot. That's it. That's and it's just it you singing the fucking... And you put forgot my seatbelt. Oops! Like that's a funny fucking like just a, just a hey. You, you have to play quick, the algorithm a little bit, but yeah, but just a quick little thing. Like it doesn't have to be yeah. difficult and cringy and have this much time and effort going. No, you into don't it. have to make fun of yourself or make people hate you to get some sort of oh. traction. I just yeah. think that's so dumb. 
like trying to get hate on a video. Yeah. Fuck. It's like, dude, you want yeah. people to hate you? You yeah. want people to hate your music? Yeah. Like, well, it gets likes and views. I'm like, oh, so that's what that's yeah. what actually matters. You just want to be seen. Yeah. It doesn't fucking matter, dude. People yeah. need to like your music. Yeah, there is that. I will say there is something to having having haters does mean you're doing something right. People are taking that time and energy yeah, to sure. comment stuff that they don't like. But overall, the goal is you want to have people you enjoy people your like art. It. You want people to appreciate your art yeah. in the time that you're putting into yeah, this craft. I, I mean, in the in the day and age of social media, people are making songs for hate. Yeah, they're like, oh, this. This will get. This will be controversial. This will blow up on TikTok for sure. I'm like, it's bad. Yeah. This is not you. You're not being authentic, and it's stupid. You're just doing it so you can be seen. And what is the end goal in that? Yeah. What are you doing ten years down the road, for that, fifteen seconds of fame you had on TikTok? What is the point? You know what I mean? Yeah. How can you actually live with yourself? Yeah. Where's the longevity? Of it, like, where's you got? There's, there's got to be a balance of. The, the viral stuff, like yeah. a, a balance of that and organic, like either your music's yeah. good or it's, or it's not, it's going to appeal to a lot of people yeah. or it's not. There's only so much that of some viral pops will do. Like, right. can you back that up and can you sell tickets and can you perform on a stage? There's so many of these yeah. cats that come up and never, never cut their teeth at a sky bar, never cut their teeth at a most barbecue, which you're very blessed to have come from. The, the state of Alabama where they yeah. give youngsters an yeah, opportunity I mean, to play. I've been playing shows my whole life. Yeah, so like so since like, what? 12? Like 13? I've been playing guitar since 12, but I've been doing it for forever. Yeah. So like, it's like, I mean, yeah, so, people have to start somewhere. Yeah but, I'm sa- sure. yeah, but I'm saying like someone has a video blow up on blow up on TikTok and they never played a live show. There's a learning curve. 100%. There's and so- the, only way to, the only way to learn is to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, people just want to make money immediately. It's like we're getting no. offered tours like all the time, but you have to lose your ass on the road. Yeah. It's just what happens. Yeah. You don't make money. Especially in the, in the world that you're in right yeah, now, dude. You, just, you sell merch and hope to God you can get to the next city and play some shows. So what do we have? You talk about that stuff with, with tours. Obviously, the, the music's streaming very well. The the social media's doing very well. Yeah. What do we have now? We're, we're in November. We're almost at the end of... In 2023, I would say, yeah. probably, I think, pretty pretty clear your your biggest year yet. Yeah, for As sure. far as you making music as yeah. an artist, right? Yeah. And as a writer, everything. Right. What do we have closing out this year? And what do we got for next uh, year? Anything you can tease or talk about? Yeah. I know, I know, I know Mr. Mr. Michael Gordon, one of my one of my favorite <laughs> ambassadors to the scene and managers is yeah. is out there in the living room watching, making sure we don't say anything too I, bad. I mean, he's, oh, he's, he's fun great, which by the way, real quick, how'd you get working with working with him? Because so, he's a great fucking guy. So Michael was one of the first guys I ever met when I moved up here and became friends before anything, which was nice. It's what I always try to do is like be friends with somebody before I do any sort of business thing. Yeah. Cause it just doesn't make sense. We do the other way around. Um, but yeah. And then three years flash by when we meet in 2020 and I keep seeing him around everywhere. And, um, I start putting out, I dropped my first single stitches in 20. When was that? 2022. I don't know. Yeah, I would say I think it was twenty two. I'll, I'll look. I think up. it was you last keep, year. You keep talking. I'll look it up. Uh, yeah, it was last year. Yeah. Anyways, so right before I did that, I start, I sent Michael some demos and some stuff that I was thinking about putting out. And long story short, we decided to start working together now instead of back then. So 
now here we are. The rest is history, as they say. But uh, yeah, I love Michael. Me and him, it's been it's nice because it's like as a solo artist. The reason I do it is because I like to make my own, my own decisions, and I don't want to have to like convince four other guys in a band. This is what we're gonna do. This is the part we're gonna record. Let's do this melody instead. Let's drop the song on this day. I can just do it myself. It's all on me, right? Yeah. So keeping our circle small has really been like one of our biggest things, and I think that's why we've gotten to where we are now. It's just trust ourselves. We feel like we've done the right thing so far. Just keep doing it. It's hard to ar- hard to argue against that. Just yep. Don't yeah. Really, it's not. We like to have people on the team, but we don't need anybody. So I'm gonna not have bragging for people, but. Yeah. So what? So what do we have? What do What do we have to look forward to as as we get into uh, this? The the next chapter of Elijah continues to grow, dude. So, um, first official EP drops before Thanksgiving, bro. So one more song, one bro. more song, and then we're gonna wrap up. Yes. Songs. Um, yes, that's awesome. I want to say the song name, yeah, because this is gonna drop before I really announce the song. Or yeah, this will be dropping but, on Friday. Yeah. So I won't say the song name, but first official EP is gonna be out. Um. And then next year, we're going to start another EP cycle. So probably new music, start of February. Um, a little more a little more riffy, more fun, still keeping the same vibe. Hopefully people fuck with it. But um, I think the mu- I think the song, these songs are sick, so I can't wait. It's going to be fun. Hell yeah. And then what do, we, what do we have as far as getting on the road? Because that's a huge part Dude, of the nothing scene. nothing right for, now, man. Um, it's a huge part of the scene getting, for you guys. Yeah, hopefully something comes around. Um, but uh, trying to get on some festivals next summer. Hopefully get picked up for some sort of tour in, in March or so. I mean, I think something will happen, but there's nothing set in stone right now. Bro, the festival thing, that's something that Nikki and I were talking about last night. Because yeah. obviously Nikki T and I spent a lot of time together doing... Yeah, yeah. Being being the the duo that is running this raised rowdy thing mm-hmm. right now, and I was saying like, dude, I'm really looking forward to having Elijah on. Like, it's been like literally three years since yeah. I last had him on the podcast, yeah. and he's doing something something different from what he was doing. And yeah. obviously, Elijah's the homie, but it's been so yeah, long yeah. since I've seen him and right. getting to see Michael. And he's like, bro, because Nikki went to Louder Than Life this year oh, up in yeah. Louisville, yeah, yeah. and Nick was like, well, dude, in the next three years, we're gonna see a lot within the next three years, yeah. probably sooner than that. We're gonna see Elijah on some of these festivals. I hope so, man. I love those festivals. Um, yeah, I'd love to play Louder Than Life, Aftershock, So What Fest, Blue Ridge, all that shit. I love rock festivals, dude. It's so much fun. Yeah, so I went to the last Warp Tour in Nashville when it came up here in what was that, 2018? Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. I love that kind of shit. But yeah, nothing on the nothing set in stone right now, but. Hopefully something soon. Fuck yeah, dude. Well, bro, this was a lot. This was a lot of fun. Long yeah, overdue. And was. let's fucking let's fucking hang out and kick it soon. And I want to yeah, hang come out. Sing a song, Bud Rock, dude. Bro, we would absolutely do that. We will. Yeah. We would love to have you do that. And definitely gotta gotta kick it. Um, December thirteenth, if you're free. I don't know okay. when you're going back home. And same thing. We'll tell Michael if he's not yeah, able yeah. to hear out there. Um, and let the Lakeview guys know too. Okay. We're gonna be advertising to the public, but. We are doing our first ever Raised Rowdy Christmas party. Oh, hell yeah. It's at the Rusty fucking Nail. Oh, dude, the good old we Rusty, man. love the Nail. That is good like, the Nail's a place you can get fucked up for like 30 bucks if you're playing the drink. So make sure you don't so drink sick. earlier in the month. I won't. 
I want that to be. I want that to be your one night. Dude, I want that to be that the place, time of the that month. That place has that deer hunter game. Yes. And I'll just I'll sit there and drink PBRs and play the deer hunter game. Bro, they got thing. yeah, dude. We've um we're gonna be doing karaoke. It's just gonna be karaoke all night. Oh shit. So Nikki, T- we're just gonna be hosting like just dude, karaoke. Yeah, bro. We're gonna have them do like catered food, but it's gonna be like a tray of their wings, like a tray of the rusty nail, like the rusty nail greasy bar food. I That'll be that like food, the dude. catering, dude. And it's food. gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun. So. We'll have that. It's, yeah. it's a Wednesday night. Bring bring like any any quit yeah, yeah. whoever Sick. um any of the gang. Bring them on out. And we're just gonna get rowdy at the nail. You yeah, know, man. like we love that yeah, shit. Dude. But where do people go to find you on everything? I know you love. Uh, I know you love your social media. So make sure yeah, yeah, to plug yeah. them where they can watch uh, your favorite content. <laughs> my TikTok is Elijah dot Elijah because somebody had Elijah. So it's like a huge. <laughs> there's this big thing. It's like a huge fashion brand in the UK that really Elijah. So I no shit. Yeah. We need to get you an endorsement with them. Elijah wearing Elijah. Elijah so. Seps. They're like super high end. I don't know if that's ever gonna happen. Well what you Maybe. do is you get the high end stuff and you like cut holes in it and shit. Yeah, great idea. That might be your stuff. Like yeah. spend a thousand dollars on a on jacket and then just make it a piece of <laughs> <Yeah>. trash. <laughs> I mean that's yeah. what Kanye basically does with I, his fashion right? stuff. I yeah. Know, yeah. Um yeah, Elijah <laughs> Elijah on TikTok. Uh X Elijah on Instagram, and that's pretty much everywhere else is DX Elijah. And then Spotify. YouTube, Apple Music, all that good stuff. Um, listen to me on Octane while you can. Tell them you like it if you do. If you don't like it, lie and say you do. Yes. Help a homie out. There's there's <laughs> not always a good time to lie, but if you don't like this yes. is a good time to lie. The only good time to lie is when somebody tells you to and you do it for them. That's when the time to Yes. <laughs> do it for the kids. Do, do it for, for the, the kids. kids. Lie for the children. <laughs> Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Well, dude, I appreciate you coming on yeah, and man, hanging out. And it was fun to have you on an in the round episode years ago to know, have you on outside the round. Because this is what outside the round is all about. Yeah. It's things. It's having guys and girls on, having guests on that aren't just country artists, songwriters. Right. Like we've had comedians on. We've had oh, other yeah, folks in the rock world on. We're dabbling into like hip hop, athletes, influencers, oh, yeah. different shit. You know, it's a conversation yeah. that's different from what it was where it was the interview it's more of a right. conversation and yeah, hang yeah. with folks that we just think are dope and happy yeah. to have on the program yeah. so i'll be sure to check out our boy elijah he's got some great music out if you're like me and you love sirius xm hit up the folks at octane tell them about virus and uh tell them to play the fuck out of that thing because we love it here and uh, we know you guys will love it as well um be sure to follow elijah on all the socials and uh yeah, continue to stream his music and be on the lookout for some big things coming in 2024 to the EP closing out the year right before good old Thanksgiving. Um, Got to give a shout out to our sponsors, our friends, Big Friendly Productions. You're looking for a place to get merch made, hit up BFP down there in good old Birmingham, Alabama. Um, got our friends from Saxman Studios, of course, the homie Wales, Whaletail Media, and our boy Mitch Wallace with the Digital Marketing Agency. You guys liked what you saw and heard on this episode. Like, rate, subscribe. Tell your mama and them. And if you want to find out more information about us, visit RaisedRowdy.com. For my boy Elijah, I'm Matt Brill. This has been Outside the Round. One place for too long I ain't never been the best at saying I love you 
to a girl I love.